1: And I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the new television series, Satirical Comedy Drama, that premiered on HBO Max, The White Lotus. This was created, written, and directed by Mike White. Now, this was kind of a fun fact, thinking of uh, Mike White here, Taylor, is he has done some of our favorite comedies before, um, most notably School of Rock and Nacho Libre. Uh, were two of his uh, properties that he wrote. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny to think, oh, I was like, I don't know if I've seen anything from him in quite some time. And this was one that popped up. Um, I didn't catch it right away. Caught it maybe about a week, maybe two weeks after, because this thing got a lot of buzz, got a lot of buzz of how, uh, just how funny it was, how different it was. And um, everyone was like, you got to check out White Lotus. So I'm glad that, my girlfriend and I got to watch this and we were pretty hooked. It was one of those shows where you kind of felt like there was going to be something around the corner. It was, you know, it's a very basic plot, but it's a very character driven show. So I'm not doing a spoiler review today because we do want to leave some of those fun things for you, the viewer, to watch. But what's a brief synopsis of The White Lotus, Taylor?
0: Well, this first season of White Lotus concerns the lives of the staff and guests at a tropical resort. Uh, in Hawaii, aptly named, what is named the White Lotus. Um, so we follow um, groups of travelers on vacation for for various reasons, honeymoons, getaways, um, you know, mourning, and things like that. And then, of course, you see you know the flip side of the hotel staff as they deal with their own issues and uh, making sure that the guests are um, happy and comfortable with the White Lotus. So uh, and it just what a what a great and diverse cast. I you know thought of it and then we've got you know Connie Britton, Jennifer Coolidge, Alexander Daddario, uh, Steve Zahn, and uh, Molly Shannon. It's it just a lot of these notable names that you have probably have heard or seen, and then some uh, some new people that I hadn't, hadn't seen before. But uh, it's just an interesting, diverse cast and story. What I will say to best describe this show is it is a comedy drama or a dramedy in a satirical fashion kind of just poking fun of you know the, some kind of if you any any absurd thing that would happen you know as a, as a guest or you know um working in a hotel uh, it could happen and then it kind of shows the the extreme and I, and I thought it was really great especially coming from someone who has worked in the hospitality industry for over six years uh you do uh you do meet some characters as far as guest-wise, <laughs> I think. Uh, even though staff, it's it's just very interesting kind of balancing like, you know, everyone's got their own issues, but it's just kind of how they're kind of overcoming that while still trying to have some sort of sense of decorum at the White Lotus.
1: Yeah, that definitely rang true with what I believe, in my opinion, was the, uh, the true uh, star of this was... Murray Bartlett, who plays Armand, who's the manager of the White Lotus, um, was just such a charismatic character that you wanted more every episode. And he's someone that definitely feels like he has it all together. But secretly, you can tell that he doesn't. He has to put on this persona of bidding to all of his guests well. And, you know, typically in the hospitality industry the guest is always right is typically the, uh, the nature and definitely in this show, you see how that is not always the case, but even if it's a a situation where it was his fault, you see how, how he almost goes to the end length to try to just not deal with it. And we also then find out some things about his past that pop up into the show. And that's, that's why I feel like that was cool about this show was, you know, it's, it's kind of these four different central, you know, situations all how they intertwine how they interact the different ways of life obviously this is a lot of commentary on class uh color uh wealth etc and um you, you could tell that like this the satire part of it is how like very true a lot of this seems to be um and you know the last few months actually um there's been a lot of reports coming out about I keep seeing things on TikTok and all the stuff about stop coming to Hawaii, stop coming to Hawaii. You know, we're we're overrun, there's too much tourism, blah, 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 blah. You know, a lot of the healthy parts of the island are starting to fade away. And this just shows how clearly these people on vacation think that they are deserving the best and the best because they've paid the money to do so. And there are moments in the show that do comment on how like the white man took, you know, from the islanders, and like I liked how they played in. Uh, it is truthfully the drama part, but also comedy into that. It was a, it was an interesting concept overall. For again, what is not really a heavy plot show, it's a heavy idea show and commentary show and character driven.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, and I think it, satire is not doing its job unless it makes you feel uncomfortable. And there's a lot of these moments that you feel uncomfortable these situations people are going through not because not just because of the subject matter but because it's like putting a lens on yourself because i could you could see yourself in these situations a lot of people who are going to be watching the show have may you know have at one point may have stayed at a you know resort or been part of you know you know you're on both ends of the customer service of the hospitality and i think that's the one thing and it just all these these relationships and it it's so intriguing and i was found myself like it was kind of not not in a bad way but it was like oh this is like a interesting situation like how's this going to end up i mean not giving away the plot the beginning starts very like dramatic like how's this going to turn but each episode i would say you are it's gripping i mean for six episode show just the right amount that you wanted more and you wanted to keep watching every like whoa what's going to happen next so it did have that right amount of like dark darkness edge is Everyone starts getting chipped away. Uh, this idyllic paradise is not so idyllic.
1: Yeah, I gotta give a shout out here to uh, Jake Lacey, who played Shane, who is, um, if you all remember him, he was Pete in The Office uh, for the last like two seasons, I believe it was, um, or the last season, I guess. Um, he was so nice in that show, and I've not really seen him in a lot of stuff, but he plays a real estate agent and he's Rachel's husband, Rachel played by Alexander Dario. And just seeing how, you know, this wealthy, happy couple, just how far from the truth that is as the show goes along. And you've seen how people can easily break down uh, it, it in the span of a week, you know, finding out, did I make a mistake marrying someone? Was this the right choice? And I loved how they really played into that for that, you know, couple. And then you have, the amazing comedic Jennifer Coolidge in a, in a very still funny role, but had a lot of heart for her with her story. Yeah, and, and it
0: was, a, yeah it was a very touching thing for her where it was funny, but it was had a lot of depth,
1: a lot of depth into it. And then, yeah, this family with Connie Britton, Steve Zahn, and then, you know, their, their daughter and son, and then their daughter's friend who they brought along for vacation and the issues that happened there. And then, yeah, with the, the staff, I mean, it was just a great combination. And I have to say two other elements that I think really added to this show. We, we kind of talked about this before in other uh, movies and shows where like the way that the show is filmed and then the music can really paint a picture. And this show was like, first off, some gorgeous cinematography. Ben Cutchins was a cinematographer. This is, I believe, was filmed in Hawaii, or at least it looked like it was filmed in Hawaii there's so many of these scenes where they're out in the water and it's like sunset or like the sun is going down and the way they would film these great sunset shots. And a lot of it was very, very beautiful. And then this music by Cristobal Tapia de Vier, I hope they pronounced that right. This show had such interesting, funny, quirky music some of it was very haunting and beautiful it'd be these like Hawaiian songs where like a chorus is singing and and
0: speaking of haunting I gotta gotta give credit like you know I don't necessarily like when I'm watching something whether it's a movie or show I like to skip through the credits because I'm like i get started the opening credits uh the opening titles to this are just great because it's it's this beautiful you know wallpaper and then all of a sudden starts getting a little bit more like um little dark as you see like oh it's like oh people in the water oh no this uh boat's capsizing <laughs> or like so it was it really did set the tone very well from from the very beginning of the show to the very end
1: did you like the music in the show i really thought it was so funny how like at times it was quirky it felt like monkeys and like you know that's a big thing throughout the show is you know i guess you know are we are we man or are we monkeys are yeah. we just you know <laughs> A uh, part of nature, and do we do we you know seize to our instinct? Um, but yeah, I think the music and the cinematography really painted uh, a wonderful picture for the show. It kept you, it kept those those funny moments funny, and and the awkward moments where you're like even the know, awkward moments,
0: scene... even the awkward moments, there's just silence sometimes. Like they, there were there there was moments where they didn't have any music, and it was actually very little sound. All you hear is like just the dialogue, and that's really great. Where you in real life, you'd hear all the stuff going on, but then it was like. All you're hearing is just the dialogue.
1: Yeah. And yeah, just some beautiful, beautiful, like understanding of how nature heals, I think was a big part of this uh, show as well. That was, um, you know, I think maybe, maybe something that was inspired by Mike White to want to write about. So overall, I think the first season was uh, very entertaining. It was different. It had an amazing ensemble cast and we are looking forward to a second season which will tell a story of a different group of travelers at a different white Lotus property. So obviously the white Lotus being probably a chain. Um, So curious to see where that could be set. I'm assuming it's not going to be Island based. It could be set maybe somewhere else, Um, but excited to see more from Mike white with this show. I hope he continues to, I'm assuming he'll still write and direct the, the second season and who knows how far this could go, but I feel like, this is a was a, a fun HBO Max release, uh, interesting concept, and again, just incredible ensemble cast. So it was, it was a lot of fun to watch this.
0: I absolutely agree. So definitely, definitely check out The White Lettuce. You can watch that on HBO, or you can uh, check it out now on the HBO Max app.
1: And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast,